Hi guys, this is Bass, Tyler, and Dan, back again for Anime DGEMs Episode 6. In addition to our weekly rundown of My Hero Academia and Buddy Daddies, aka Batty Daddies, we'll be doing a first look of Revenger, and to keep it light for y'all, we'll be taking uh, some time to discuss what anime universe we'd like to live in. But before all of that, Tyler, I believe you had some exciting news for the people? Yeah, so for uh, I actually got some Naruto news. For uh, Naruto's 20th anniversary, we're getting four new episodes in September. I'm assuming these will be Naruto-based and most likely filler episodes. But nonetheless, it's always exciting as a Naruto fan to get more OG Naruto content. You know? And, uh, oh, yeah. Spe- yeah. More filler. More filler. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, what it needs. They weren't and done with us. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's like going to be uh, like new, new. It might be like reanimations of stuff. We never know. It hasn't really been told a whole lot about it. If we just get four recap episodes with new animation, I would be so annoyed. (laughs) I guess I guess we're gonna find out in uh, September. So, Um, but speaking of the Naruto verse, I heard there was also some news about Boruto. Dan, yeah, there there officially is a god, folks. Uh, (laughs) Boruto is going on a hiatus. Thank God. That oh, show no. is. Let's go, boys. Let's go. It, it, it needs uh, it needs a timeout to figure out what it's doing wrong, and hopefully <laughs> this gives it to it. Uh, allegedly, part two is going to be dropping sometime in July, and hopefully they have a nice little time skip similar to Naruto Shippuden. So, fingers crossed on that. All right, that should be exciting. Yeah, and uh, you know, to like make it better, I think they need to like really you know, close in on the manga. Instead of just going, like, their own way for the anime, they need to just follow the manga more closely, honestly. Uh, If they can just jump to the first two minutes of, like, the first ever episode, which was fucking awesome, it'll be great. It'll be great. But if they keep going on with dinosaurs and shit, I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, Any more raptors, bro? I love raptors. (laughs) Wow, speak of trash takes. Um, But guys, I have some news as well. Um, We have... One Piece on Ice coming? Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Uh, oh. I don't think we have too much information on it, but uh, I was hearing it's not going to be in North America. And guys, I just got my passport, so I might have to use it. Guys, yeah, time to go. On it? Time to go to Japan. Yeah, I think it might be it, <laughs> One Piece on Ice. Though everything's better on ice. Remember, we say uh-huh. Ohio. That means good morning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> And I guess uh, I had one little thing that I was excited for. Uh, Gundam, The Witch from Mercury Season 2 is coming out. If you haven't seen that, it's like 13 episodes. No, no, 20 episodes? 13, 20, somewhere like that. It's not that long. And it's a pretty awesome Gundam. The animation's great on it. Definitely check it out. And then I know Bass is one little thing that we mentioned in the past has finally come to fruition. Yes, this past week, uh, uh, Overwatch 2 and One Punch Man got together for a few skins, the event will run from March 7th until April 6th, so get them while they're hot. Uh, we got a Doomfist skin uh, as Saitama. We got a, a, Genji skin, a Genji skin where he's going to be Genos. That's my favorite skin out of the bunch. And then the last one is Kiriko, uh, made over as the Terrible Tornado. I personally Ooh. already have the, ter- uh, the Terrible Tornado skin. She's looking mad fly, but uh, like I said, Genos is my by far my favorite skin. Hell yeah, dude. Gotcha. I've no, I've been noticing like a lot of uh games are, you know, trying to bring in the anime skins. You know, 
Fortnite. It's got Aaron Yeager now. Did y'all see that with the new season? It's all cash grabs, and yeah. I fall for it, it every working. time. Yeah, it works um, for me every time. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. So, <laughs> I think when Fortnite dropped the Naruto skins, I went in and bought them all, and then I didn't play the game for three months. So they know what they're Save. doing. <laughs> they got us, back, bro. Can be Kakashi Sensei. So, dude, <laughs> exactly. I could be Mommy Sakura. Let's go. <laughs> And even like the Ambu, I I love the Ambu uh, Kakashi too. So. True, it does go hard. Mm. Oh yeah, but awesome. So for our first segment, we're gonna jump right in to talking about what anime world we would want to live in. So basically, there are thousands of anime worlds, and we each decided to pick one that we want thought would be really cool to live in. So, um, Tyler, you wanna get us going with that? Uh yeah, so. For my world that I picked, I honestly came so close to picking like something like quintessential quintuplets or even rent a girlfriend, you know, because who wouldn't love to be in a harem, bro? I mean, that would be interesting fun to have four or five girls trying to win your heart, right? Wait, does every person in those universes get a harem? Because that is a very... Um... Well, that's that's my next point. So <laughs> obviously I wouldn't be the MC, you know, so... I probably wouldn't get a harem, so that's why I chose another world true. instead. So we're good on that. That's that's the only reason why I didn't choose these worlds. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Good, uh, good attention to detail there, bud. Yeah. So I didn't go in guns blazing yet. So, um, but instead, it was between Naruto and My Hero for me. And honestly, as much as I love to be a Naruto and have like the ninjutsu abilities. That world is pretty messed up until Naruto becomes Hokage. And even then, uh, it still has hella issues. So, well, um, the problem with that is you'd have to live in Boruto, which means your animation yeah. is going to be terrible and you'd be bouncing up and down as you run around. <laughs> well, that'd probably be the least of my worries with all the uh, the Otsuki coming down and yeah, all the, the dinosaurs coming <laughs> back to life and shit, bro. I was going to say, you're going to be just casually sitting at a ramen shop and a raptor is going to come chomp you in half, dude. That'd be horrible. But, you know, Sasuke and Naruto would protect us, bro. I have faith. But, uh... Huh? I said they got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe, I believe in Naruto. But um, I didn't pick them. Um, because, like I said, it's it's a pretty messed up world for the whole time, almost. Um, So, I picked my hero. And even though I wouldn't be the MC, um, obviously, I could still get to play the Quirk Lottery. Uh, which, you know, never know. Maybe my luck would be good and I'd get like a useful quirk, you know. I ain't trying to be a hero. I just, you know, kind of want a nice, easy life with a nice, helpful quirk. Uh, that's a, really the main reason why I picked this over Naruto. And up until recently, like, sure, this world has issues, um, but the heroes handled it extremely well for so long, even with All Might, when All Might was in uh, uh, charge you know, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, dark times, so. But now that the world's kind of darker, it's still in better shape than Naruto's world was in for a majority of the time. And I would be a part of the population that would believe in Deku and the heroes, honestly, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, but you a wild boy for picking this one. Um, so so, <laughs> so if you, I think it's not that bad if you don't live in, in Japan, right? But if you do... Uh, a lot of the major cities have been completely destroyed. 
yeah, now they've been completely destroyed. But, you know, uh, imagine all them years that, you know, you would get to live peacefully. And you, you and then just... imagine having your entire world ripped out from under you by a man with a million quirks who just leveled every city in Japan. Think about that part. That is but not very fun. If you survived it. But Drew. we're talking. But listen, listen, we're talking about this, though. In all these anime worlds that we would, you know, be in, obviously, like, take aside, like, uh, uh, your slice of life, you know, normal shit, uh, shonen and isekais that we would actually pick. That It's kind of unique. The worlds are unique. Uh, that's what we would kind of pick uh, for an anime world. How many of them actually has, like, uh, pure 100% uh, no issues? I th I think so, Attack on Titan might fit in that category. I think that's a uh, like negative, negative, bro. <laughs> negative percentage. They're Yo, they're, they're dying left and right, bro. Nah, so, okay. um, but that would probably be the worst world to pick, honestly. Um, oh, that was the joke. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you're having your coffee, and all you hear is rumbling, rumbling, <laughs> and just start your coffee shaking. Shinzo. <laughs> one thing i did like that you mentioned and you thought about tyler was the uh quirk lottery yeah I, I think there's a lot more bad quirks than good ones but if you get like a decent one or a good one you could live a pretty good life i think i mean you know the i'd be okay with being like a having a bad quirk or whatever like i said i would obviously just wish for a useful quirk to make my day to day life as a like a nerd because right. let's face it I'd still be a nerd up in here, you know? So, um, I just want something to make my life easier, honestly. Because, you know, to go in life is to always have fun. Uh, I feel so, like that's my goal anyways. Yeah. Um, just spitballing here. There is a hero in my Hero Academia whose power is literally he's a squirt bottle. That could happen to you. You could be a squirt shit. bottle, man. Well, just imagine. I, I could, you know... Uh, this man's got Windex on his chest ready to go, dude. Look, if something got on my monitor, my screen, you know, I could just like, I wouldn't even have to go get shit. I would just have yeah. it there Orange and clean it. You still need a paper you towel, dude. Uh, I oh, would have you, them in my pockets, bro. You could pull an Endeavor. I mean, he's a squirt bottle. You know he's got the, the microfiber on you could, like, yeah. you could pull an Endeavor and marry Towel Lady, and they could have the perfect ultimate child. Think about it. There we it. go. See? Think about I mean, the janitorial services. Let's go. <laughs> Just think about it, though. Like, this isn't a very bad world. Uh, I mean, sure, like I said, sure, it's it, it it's gotten pretty bad when they tried to raid the uh, the in, the villains or whatever. But uh, other than that, this this was a pretty good world, and you know, obviously, I would be more than likely I would be off in the country somewhere, anyways, because you know I'm a country boy, anyways. Uh, so I probably wouldn't have to worry too much about being in a big city and being demolished. Um, and like I said, I ain't trying to be no hero. I'm just trying to have fun, bro. No hero. <laughs> trying to watch the anime and go fishing. He's chilling. Yeah. Just watch the anime and go fishing. He's basically trying to be the wannabe hero from uh, One Punch Man who just is really good at video games and got conveniently <laughs> caught up in all of Saitama's shit. <laughs> King, is that his name? I'm I'm not sure. I, think uh, I haven't watched One Punch Man. What? <laughs> you haven't watched it at all? I've watched Mob Psycho though. Does that count? 
No. Nah, dog. <laughs> no. No, it does not. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so Ooh. there's that. I'll take. Four Metal Alchemist, One Punch Man. Yeah. You were missing out on so much glory, dude. Hey. Yeah, we're, we're trying to make your life better, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Mm-hmm. That's what he says. But... Yeah, the the only the, really only the potential issues that I really see in this, are, other than like the big uh, plot that we already seen, the villain raid or whatever, is you know being caught in the crossfire, of, you know, of the fights, just like we were talking about the daily fights, not the big fights like that. That would be a real potential. Um, but I also think the support heroes do a very good job. At usually reducing casualties in those situations, so it's 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 got more potential. Like it's got more uh, more positives than negatives in my mind, especially compared to most of the other worlds that I could have picked or choose from. Um, but if anything, like I said, I could just always go back to quintessential quintuplets or rent a girlfriend, bro, <laughs> or yeah, something I like that. You- I thought you'd pick an isekai, honestly, because that's like your bread and butter right there. So I was kind of surprised. You didn't want to go for the layup, man. I almost did, but like. Trying to make it spicy. I mean, this is, essentially, this is essentially our isekai right here, you know, because we're all from the real world and we're all picking a world to go to. So. Yeah, I mean, but what would I pick? Like, ReZero, that sucks, bro. Nah, uh, if you're just a normal person to ReZero, you'd be cool. You'd be chilling. you just yeah. like the Straight vibing, though. Straight vibing. Maybe, like, unless you're around Subaru and then, you know. You might die. Y'all, y'all ain't seen it all yet. That's true. <laughs> hey, uh, that's, fair. that's fair. I mean, I got some like couple low end shit, uh, like um, uh, how Realist Hero was born and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, Realist Hero rebuilt the kingdom and like uh, some slice of life shit, stuff like that. But uh, mostly it's, you know, it's pretty, it's either like medieval, like non tech, you know, non tech savvy worlds or. Um, just like nightmarish worlds, and I honestly I don't want no part in either of those. <laughs> Basically, this man can't live without a smartphone. Is what I'm Look, here. Just give me, just give me my anime, bro. Just give me a nice, fun life. Just let me, just let me have fun, bro. I I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Was well, that all you got for my Tyler Academia? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm trying to teach y'all how to be cool. Yeah, oh, I have, oh, I have a way cooler dream than you do, buddy. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry about that. Yeah, let's let's hear it, bro. <laughs> so I was actually between two shows for a while, and I really wanted to pick Pokemon, but I feel like every the twelve year olds and all of us wanted Pokemon. Yes, that's the I dream. That. You know, yeah, that was that was in the mix for me too. And I decided to switch it up a little bit because that would have been boring. So the anime I picked to live in is Fairy Tale. Oh. So if you guys haven't seen Fairy Tale, basically it takes place in the magical kingdom of Fiore, where 10% of everyone there is born with some type of magic. Every person gets an affinity towards a certain magic, like the three main characters. Uh, Lucy gets a gate key. She can summon celestial beings. Nasu has fire dragon slayer magic, which is badass. And Gray can use ice maker magic, so he can make anything he wants out of ice. Um, basically this led to like magical guilds with wizards teaming up to do missions and uh, there's a bunch of different ranks missions some of them are very scary s and above fuck that but i think you know like me normal me could probably get away with some d to a rank missions you know start with the d's c's 
Keep it so, light. Keep it easy. I'm gonna take it easy. Take it light. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah. you trying to you trying to be up in dungeons and stuff, Dan? It's not so much dungeons. It's more like or adventures, guys beating up bandits, stuff like that. But that's oh. not what I'm going for here. Oh, okay. So the reason I chose fairy tale is because while magic is really cool and all, the characters in fairy tale are fucking hot. They are grade A a boy. They are grade A wife. Was like absolute bombshells. Um, Mangaka Hiro Mashima, he had a type, and let me tell you, two thumbs up to that. I see uh, I see uh, Dan and I are on the same track at first, so <laughs> But there's specifically one character and I want his job. He's just a normal guy, his name's Jason, and he's a reporter for a certain magazine called Sorcerer's Weekly. I know where and this is going. Every week, there is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit-esque feature of a guild. And he's the guy who just goes and takes all the pictures of these bombshell wizards in bikinis. Okay. And, you know, I think the biggest thing I have to worry about this job is dying of a nosebleed weekly. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> like, you got a lot of comment right here. Constantly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, uh, forget my hero or whatever. Can I? Can I come stay with you, bro? I'll, I'll share. I'll share rent duties. Hey, man, I'm getting paid well. That's a that's a that's a very prestigious job right there. I'll just want to do the camera setup. You can take uh, the pictures. Yeah, there are some downsides to this, though. You know, living in a magical world like this with like celestial doomsday grade magic weapons and evil guilds and stuff like that might be a problem. But I don't want to be in the front lines, guys. I'm at the beach. I'm hanging out. I'm taking pictures. I'm having a good time. It's all it's all beach uh, beach episodes every day. You dance. That's that's my life. That's my <laughs> life right there. There's a lot of guilds and a lot of hot ladies. I love how okay. you boys are like going into these like exciting worlds and like no, nah, I'm I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna live a regular life. <laughs> well, let me get to my next part. If I did have okay. to, you know, be in a okay. guild and have like some badass magic, there is one power that I'd really want, and it is one of the most OP there is. So it's copy magic. So basically, one of the big baddies, basically, Zareph, who is the biggest baddie, his right-hand man, August, has this magic called copy magic. So he can use any magic he wants as long as he's seen it, except or Dragon Slayer magic and... What was the other one? Uh, oh, holder-type magic. So, like, you know, using the abilities of something else. So I can like make magical barriers. I can change gravity. I can make shit explode. I can do it all. No problem. Oh my God. That's, that's OP. Yeah. He's the the general of the big bad uh, kingdom that that they fight. He's one of two of the strongest characters in the show. And it's, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of almost goat level. Uh, You want to, you want to be Kakashi. Is that what I'm hearing? Pretty much, but way more badass. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> well, Kakashi's dad, you know, is uh, what the White Wolf or whatever. My dad yeah, is White Fang. Put some respect White on my man's name. White Fang. Sorry, now. my bad. But Kakashi, was... though, can't get no yeah, better but, than him. But my dad would be Zareph, who is like literally the god of hell, and my mom would be Mavis, who is the founder of the Fairy Tale Guild. So you know, it'd she... also be nice because you would actually have a dad. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be nice to have an actual dad. Well, no, he's kind of dead. <laughs> but never yeah, dies. He's only sorted so, it. He okay. just never dies. He's just, you know, he's just there forever. Um, but I wouldn't be a bad guy. I would just take that magic because it's super OP. I can do whatever I want. 
and I don't have to worry about anything, you know? So it's just kind of like the, the fallback if I can't be a reporter for Sorcerer's Weekly. There's no way. There's no way you get that magic, though. No way. No, no way. That is like <laughs> gotcha magic. Like, that's not going to happen. I would probably end up with like some type of maker magic, like freaking like paper maker magic. And I make shit out of paper or something stupid like that, you know? Yeah, or hey. style, boy. Okay. Hey, you can help me with my squirt bottle, bro. <laughs> Great True. Team. Great team. True. But in the end, the real reason I'm choosing Fairy Tale is for flying cats and anime titties. So that's about it. I respect you. I honestly respect it. <laughs> um, guys, I'm gonna, you guys, I'm what do you got? Uh, so uh, I chose One Piece as my world um, that I would want to live in. So when I was thinking about a world I wanted to choose, I was looking for one that was kind of like relatively safe for regular people. But if I wanted to, I could make it more fun, depending on how much work I wanted to put in. Um, so like in the world of One Piece, there's an estimated, I think I saw online, is like 20 million islands on the planet. So you can live your whole life on one of these islands, and you might suffer a pirate raid, maybe. And if you're a regular person, it's not too bad, and it's not, and it's not, not too bad compared to many other worlds. I think it's a little safer than my hero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because the chances are you're going to be out in the sticks being a normal person. Um, and then kind of like outside of safety, um, I was looking for a place where, okay, if I was a regular person and I wanted to be more ambitious, what could I do with my life? Um, you see a lot of people become doctors, pirates, Marines, I mean, or anything else uh, in that world. And if you put in some really, uh, a lot of time and a really a lot of uh, hard work, you can, you can become pretty strong. Because you think yeah. about it, a lot, of, a lot of the people that even the Straw Hats fight are regular people that just have trained the hell out of themselves, right? They don't have devil fruits. They don't have like insane powers. They might just be good with a sword or whatever, you know, uh, I mean, look, piece of weaponry. Look at, look at Us Usopp, you know? Right. Normal ass dude, right? <laughs> Less than normal. He's a pussy. Yeah. I mean, he is, but I mean, he, he, be, he be coming in clutch, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I just wanted to go with somewhere like, okay, I can, I can spend all day on the beach fishing. You know, I can go up in the mountains and do whatever the, what, I, what I want to. But, you know, if a, if a pirate ship comes up and I've wanted to be a pirate, you know, I can say, hey, maybe, uh, maybe I, can I, can I grow, uh, join your crew? And after training with some folks that have, have some hockey, maybe, I, maybe, I, maybe even I have some, right? So who knows? You're a hockey bass. That's the <laughs> color hell, of the Supreme King, folks. Hell, right. Even with the, like, uh, power system there, you could, like, really get a good devil through fruit. Like, you wouldn't have to, like, play, like, the quirk lottery and stuff exactly uh, well i guess on that front though a lot of the times when people find devil fruits they like unless you're blackbeard and you study that shit you have no idea what it is right yeah. there's only like a couple of books with what the devil fruits are in existence so most people are just guessing most i mean almost everybody uh but what's guessing. the odds you're gonna get some kind of bullshit uh you know power from that if you're not on in wayna uh, wano or something like that you know, you, you mean from like a smile fruit? Nah, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Wild, yeah, you're not gonna right? get like a smile fruit. Uh, like if you get if you're getting like a regular devil fruit, what's the odds you're just gonna get something like a squirt bottle, like uh, I would probably get or something like that? You know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of really really good devil fruits that lot lot of ones where like they're like super powerful, but they don't seem so like in the story. Like yeah. Robin's devil fruit is is broken, absolutely broken, but. She, they don't let her use it to her full capacity because it would make 
the story less interesting. Um, so, and you don't even have to eat one if you if you just become strong enough through through training. You know, I mean, as far as we know right now, Zoro's just a normal guy. He just goes crazy. I don't know. You know, uh, but this is like uh, big glow ups like Kobe, bro. Look at him. Also true. That guy was soft when we first met him. Yeah. Like baby shit, like for real. Um, but here's another thing that I, I, I stumbled across. And this would kind of locked it in for me as I had a few on the table that I wanted to choose. Um, humans can actually live to like 150 plus in the world of One Piece. So we got Kuriha, uh, Chopper's mentor, who was 142 when they met her in the story. Yeah, she's like a world-class doctor, and she probably can keep herself alive, but just to even have the potential to live that long, regardless. She's also a drunk, so that I mean, might be the secret. always drinking, you know? I mean... That might be the secret. That's not the worst life I've ever heard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but outside of living in somewhere terrible, like Dress Rosa during uh, Doflamingo's reign, you'd be pretty safe. Hey, man, and it's living with toys. I don't know if I want to do all that. That's a little creepy. You know what I'm saying? Well, they don't know that, you know? But uh, What if he became a toy, though? That'd suck. He'd be, a, he'd be a giant teddy bear. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd be living. I'd be all right. <laughs> so, Pass, going off of that, I have two questions. If you could have yeah, any yeah. devil fruit that we've seen in the One Piece world, what would it be? And if you had to pick one of the islands that the Straw Hats have been to, which one? Oh, fuck me. Um... Excuse me for the, the hard F there. That's a hard one, man. There's so many good devil fruits. Um, I think I would take uh, Bartholomew's, uh, what is that, that wall wall fruit or the shell? The barrier fruit? barrier fruit. The berry barrier fruit, yeah. Like, it, I don't feel like that takes too much training. Um, you can make sure you're safe at all times. It's very useful, just like day-to-day life stuff. Um, but as far as living on an island that they've been to, hmm, maybe like, Water seven. That place is tight, okay. dog. Yeah, <laughs> that until, place is until, tight. until it eventually sinks, you know, because it's slowly I just, mean, I'll just into the ocean. I mean, we got one of the best shipbuilders there ever was in, in, in the city, so it is what it is. And honestly you thought you Yeah. And we got trains. Check I, me honestly out. Honestly thought you would uh pick Amazonian, you know. Ah, that was my answer. <laughs> that what was my answer too. Y'all are something else, man. <laughs> what are those? Those are my family jewels. What? <laughs> they locked them up and I don't know if I'd be able to talk my way out of the cell man oh come on mm. we got you, you. we got this you got this Look, you got the, you got the boys bro just talk to him a little bit yeah well boys <laughs> he's, he's gonna be out there just getting attacked by snake woman terrified yeah I'd be scared out of my mind um, but hey, to even make it more safe like you could just live in the east blue there's not a lot of powerful pirates there you'd be good to go <laughs> There is a movie where um, Shiki, I think his name is, who is yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, the Golden Lion and tries to take over the East Blue. So that'd be pretty scary. Not going to lie. I mean, th- th- wasn't that guy like after just a bunch of treasure, if I remember correctly? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he was trying to take over the East Blue in the movie. I don't remember much of it. I've saw well, that, a long time that, ago. I mean, but... that probably wouldn't affect my fishing ass, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but as bad the as one... that, it's just burning in the background. <laughs> I'm just fishing. <laughs> The one biggest thing that I've seen out of all this, the negative part, you ain't going to be watching no anime, bro. Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't really think about that. I might have to, y'all might have to come check with me next week. I might have to change this up. 
I don't I don't need anime if I got the ladies of fairy tale. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh yeah, that's it for me, guys. Any any questions? No, no, I'm I I'm I'm curious what devil fruit you pick if you had to like really think about it. Because you had to think of one off the top of your head. That might be a I, fun I, segment to do, like down the line. That would that's actually a really good idea. We should do that. Um because there's so many good ones. You know, and there's very situational ones, but yeah. I that was just off the top of my head. That was the most useful one I could think of. Definitely. There's a but, good uh, one nonetheless, so yeah, it's it's pretty solid. And uh no one can really break it, which is I find insane. Uh but guys, I'm gonna get us into our first look of this week. Um we all got together and watched uh Revenger, not to be confused with Tokyo Revengers. It's completely separate. Uh Revenger came out uh this year and it is a contained twelve episode anime. Um to give you guys a quick synopsis, it's set in feudal Japan. The series follows a samurai named Raizo Kimura, who I butchered that, sorry. Uh, who crosses paths with hitmen known as Revengers after being betrayed by his superiors. Um, guys, uh, just to start us off, how'd you feel about the uh, anime overall? Uh, yeah. I, um, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I'm a sucker for like classic feudal Japan anime, like Roni Kenshin, stuff like that. And um, the action in this was awesome. I've only made it like three episodes in, so they haven't introduced like a main antagonist yet. So I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but since it's only 12 episodes, I'm definitely going to give it a whirl because I'm already a quarter of the way done with it. So you might as well, you know? Right. Yeah, I got the episode Ooh. three. Nine more left. Like, what? why wouldn't I? What about what about that one dude that was talking about Sakata? Uh, they, he, they go and kill the five people or whatever. They talk about Sakata. Oh, he's so... Oh, him he's like i don't think he's gonna be like the main bad guy he's just kind of like a corrupt um government guy who is yes planting okay. opium on people if they don't pay the uh tariff and fees to uh operate yeah. their shops so maybe, uh, he's kind of fucked up maybe this is going to be like the type of anime that has like a um instead of one big bad guy it's like a you know uh, multiple like smaller ones you know throughout the series it could be like that I'm thinking it's going to have to switch to one big baddie because there's like only nine episodes left since it's only yeah. a 12 episode anime. Um, unless they're really good at, you know, the one episode storytelling, something like Cowboy Bebop, where there's no like, I mean, there is a big baddie in that one, but there's a bunch of small ones in between. Um, yeah, I could see it either way, um, to be honest with you. Very true. Very true. Um, so. I thought it was really cool how quickly we got off in this anime. Uh, we opening scene, um, we, we're seeing people get get slashed up, and the killing seems overdone. Um, very <laughs> gruesome stuff. Uh, Dan, did you like that? I loved it, dude. I love watching people get slashed up. Um, I thought it was really interesting because the point of it is you see this, you know, random samurai just kill like three people out of the blue. But then it goes to the old man that he killed. And you don't know at the time, but that's actually his father-in-law. And he was basically told by the local Daimo to kill him because he's importing opium, which turns out to be a big fat lie. But basically, you see him die, and he's there. His final thing he does is he takes a gold coin out of his pocket and just bites the living hell out of it. Which, coming into the story more, is when basically, if you have a vendetta against somebody, if you bite the coin... And it makes it to the Revengers, they'll 
basically fulfill that vendetta and kill whoever you want. So the second character, who is a big part of it, Yusui, comes up, finds this coin, and that's when they get the game plan to go on and basically kill the Daimo for his, you know, framing the father-in-law. So that's like a really crazy plot point for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you guys think about just that being how they get the message across is if you take a gold coin and bite it? Uh, I, I thought it was very unique. Uh, I mean, they have to stay under the radar somehow. And I think this is pretty a pretty good way to do it. Um, not only does it tell how bad someone is willing to get justice and revenge, uh, the bot mark also like shows them how bad they want it uh, because it is a gold coin. Uh, uh, Ewan also goes into call it the bot of vengeance, and he said that they can judge it the depth, judge the depth of a grudge by how hard they bought the coin. And I thought that was really, really neat. I, I actually, that's one of the better aspects of this show, I think. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> I thought it was a pretty cool concept, but as I'm watching it, I, I guess my mind kind of like just wanders and, and, and thinks about like logically how this works right so we we have uh one one uh woman in the show that got sold into prostitution she's living in she's living destitute she she's sick she's poor she she needs things right and we can obviously tell that by how she looks in the show so you're telling me this lady that's living in destitute is carrying around a gold coin that could buy her some things she needs you know i don't know but that didn't make much sense to me but i did like the concept of it regardless so they Damn. went into that further, actually. Okay. Where it turns out that she sold everything she had. And she took her burial money and got rid of. Oh yeah, they did say old that. Coin that is true. Because yeah. her grudge against her husband, who is a cheating fucking prick, who basically lied to her to get her to marry her, and then just threw her to the side and made her a whore. Yeah, he uh he he took the family's dowry and, and sold her into to a whorehouse. That's that's a whole different level of evil. Yeah, um, so she's got a pretty hefty grudge, and there was one line from Yusui that I really liked, and it was, grudges must be settled, evil must be punished, not everyone can settle their vendettas. Yeah, And that's why the Revengers are there, and I thought that was a super cool line, I think it's a super cool concept, I think I just gotta get a little farther into it to really enjoy the story, I guess. Like, with three episodes, it just wasn't enough information for me to, like, yes. really process if it's something that I'm gonna really enjoy or not, you know? That's true. I I feel the same way. I've been enjoying it, but you know, you kind of really just don't know where it's going quite yet. Um, but it only being twelve episodes makes me like it more because I don't have to spend that much time getting to the end of it. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a fifty episode show where you get to the <laughs> episode forty nine and the ending's trash or something, you know? Yes, yes. Um, so the opening song so far, have you guys liked that? Uh, I see. Do you remember it, Tyler? Yeah, well, I don't know what it's called, but um, I I, I kind of enjoy it. The the beat was pretty decent. Um, it's it's yeah better it was... than most songs that I've listened to. So same. That, see, that's how I felt. Uh, that my roommate came in the living room. She was like, "Yo, what the hell is this? Turn that down. That's gonna give you a headache." <laughs> and I just busted out laughing. Uh, I just thought it was hilarious. But yeah, I was just making sure I wasn't crazy because I thought it was a pretty, pretty good song. Maybe it's not quite gas. a bang. Oh, gas. All right. It's all gas. right. I mean, it's not. A, it's not. There's like banger. Then there's gas. And then there's okay. mid, And then there's garbage. All right. All right. Okay. See, I thought it was like mid 
to light gas, but you go on mid hard gas, gas like that, right, like that okay. mid grade, like that 80, 89, okay, not that 93. Dude. Yeah. I mean, I ain't putting it on no like top, uh, top OPs of, uh, 2023 probably. But, uh, I say it's, I say it's, uh, you know, the mention it's mentionable, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it fit the vibe of the show really well. Cause it's it kind of like gruesome and gnarly and it kind of fit the vibe of how aggressive these killings are. Yeah. The, the killings were a lot for me at times. Um, I typically like when killings are gruesome, if it's trying to convey something, I feel like they're just gruesome to be gruesome. Uh, sometimes like the main yeah. characters, yeah. like cutting people clean in half. It's kind of nuts. That makes me laugh. It actually just makes me laugh out loud whenever he goes to like, uh, swipe somebody, but just screaming. <laughs> and charges them, and also there's a body flying through the air. I was like, I was like, oh, I guess, I guess this guy does not like stealth. Um, yeah. We figure out in episode yeah. three that he can do it. He can do it. But I oh, okay, prefer, all right. I prefer the whole like Sunachi like full on charge method. Just fuck him up. I think I think it's very fitting of how yoked that character is. I do too. I, I like the screaming one better. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the quiet one, but this, the, the screaming one seems very fun to me. Like I said, it makes me laugh. Um, Speaking of yoked, what did you guys think of Murakami, who is the doctor, when he goes uh, to shoot the bow with his bow and arrow, and he pulls it back, and all of a sudden, all his clothes just rip off because he's so fucking jacked? I, I love that. I freaking love that. And like, like that compound bow he had was the design of itself was sick. And then, like, he's got to be so swole just to use it. Man, that was, that was sick. And uh, when he shot it, it was like a shockwave. And, like, completely tore apart that, apart that boat. I was like, yeah, this is my guy. I'm, I'm rocking with him. Did you the, see the rest how, of the series. Did you see how big the arrow was? It was, like, a, like, it was like three feet long. And, it, like, the yeah. diameter was, like, an inch and a half. Like, Ooh. this was a spear on a bow and arrow. This wasn't, like, your standard little, like, boo. It was, like... A full-on spear launcher that this man just had in his hands it was insane and was it not metal bro all of it was metal i think i think so see that? okay yeah, i'm pretty I, sure it was i can't Man's not playing games metal, but no he was fucking awesome i guess going off of that which revenger was your favorite well i already already told y'all mine is uh kept uh tepa the doctor like that scene sealed it for me so far uh what about you man what about you tyler uh well I was gonna say uh the the chick Neo uh she seemed kind of innocent uh she's kind of a badass though we see her kill multiple people mercilessly and she's pretty confident I I think I think uh you know out of all of them she's the one that you don't expect to be as bad as as that you know what I mean so I'm kind of rooting for her. Spoiler alert. Neo is a boy. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, um, Do what? Very, very feminine looking boy. Yes. I did not know that. I yeah. didn't either until I was like confirming how to spell all their names. And I went on the wiki and it said young boy. And I was like, wait, what? So you telling me we got like, uh, uh, what's this? What's the dude's name in Naruto? Uh, Haku? Haku? Yeah. Similar situation to that. Like, <laughs> Haku looks like a girl, but uh, it's, it's, it's a little boy. We just got Haku'd, bro. His so weapon that, was terrifying. Uh, yeah. 
it's it's absolutely heinous. Uh, ripping people's heads off with kite strings is uh, a little psychotic, but it's it's also fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah. So did y'all expect that didn't out of her? I mean, him? Him, though? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Like, I did no. not. Like, I, you know, you see kite strings here, and then you're like, oh, whatever. And all of a sudden, it turns out that it's like a steel braided cable that puts yeah. a kite in the sky, and it can just decapitate someone. It was like, holy shit. Absolutely <laughs> nuts. Um, yeah, I was, I was expecting something like a throwing weapon or like some poison because of the small stature. And at the time, thinking it was a, a, a young girl. Because they even dress him up in like kimonos and stuff, like right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's okay. a scene in the third episode where he basically makes the leader of um, some samurai clan think it's a little girl, and he's a horny creep and wants to yes. you know, be a horny creep and do horny creep things. Mm-hmm. And she lures him to one of the other um, revengers, who's kind of the leader Usui, who uses gold lacquer paper to suffocate his enemies. Which is crazy. Like, imagine just like having a piece of paper put on your face that sticks and you can't breathe and you suffocate to death. Like the way they kill people in the show is fucking wild. And and while you're suffocating, you have to hear a man pray for your soul in the background. <laughs> like he just didn't try to like he just isn't killing you right now. Like with no guilt. I thought that was hilarious. Well, he's telling you, you know, to uh you know, pray. And confess basically because if not, you you're gonna go the other way. You know what I mean? Which so. in itself is a sick joke because he put the the paper over your mouth. You can't say anything. <laughs> so what is he really getting at? Like he's like, oh, would you do you have anything to say or pray to your God about? It's like I can't even say yes or no. I'm you're choking me, boy. And then yeah. he's, got, he's got that crazy tattoo of Mother Mary on his back, <laughs> and it's like there's this weird like occult like kind of catholicism in this which is kind of crazy but in the end you know that was probably during the time when um all like the roman missionaries were going out and stuff so it kind of makes sense but i don't know why that is the focus of getting revenge on people you know it's kind of weird i wonder if it goes more into that in the future but i i really hope so because um church sanctioned uh revenge killings is very interesting yeah for sure and they they talk about uh, Deuce Deuce is that correct? Is that am yeah? I, that's am I saying it right? Deuce. That's the name of the god that they pray to. So uh, I don't know how it's going to go into any of that, but it's just it's really unique. Like I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Yeah. Do we even I, I like, like know what kind of god that is? Though. Nope, not a clue. Not no. not episodes. So yeah, I'm um just to wrap it up here, guys. You Whoa. guys want to keep watching this? What? Wait, wait, what? I don't, I don't get to do my favorite character. Oh, go, oh, my bad. Yeah. Add notes awesome. over here. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> I was going to say, I really like Soji. Oh, Soji. Okay. okay. He's, he's the drunk, disgraced samurai gambler. He's your he kills, favorite? He kills people with Hanafuda cards, dude, and just fucking slashes oh. throats with cars. That's fucking I mean, that's, that's true. I, see, I like how he fights more than I like him himself. I, I, I just kind of, you know, I can kind of get the point he's going from, you know, if I was a disgraced samurai, <laughs> I'd be a drunk degenerate gambler Probab- too. So. Probably. Yes. Yes, probably. I love how when he gets short paid uh, at the beginning of the series, he's like, well, now I have to go gamble because I need more money. <laughs> and that's that's what it is, dude. I was like, man, the mental gymnastics on this guy is impressive. He needs yeah, to go to like- the Olympics. 
I like him too. He's like the he feels like the uh, comedy relief in this show. Yeah, and that's know. why I like him. I like comedic <laughs> relief, especially he's such a good foil to uh, Karima Rizo because they're both disgraced samurais and they're so so different, incredibly different. They're yeah, two sides but, of the same coin. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're roommates now, so that'll be a fun dynamic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. So, all right, now to wrap it up. Dan, am I good this time? Uh, yeah you're good okay all right all right right. so guys uh we'll start with you tyler since dan's giving me a fuss uh what would (laughs) what would you rate this and are you going to continue watching it uh yeah i'd probably give it like a high like high to mid seven right now after watching three episodes that's very solid uh i actually kind of like uh took took off with it after like the first episode um i was pretty locked in uh, unless they screw it up in the near future, I think I'll continue watching this, uh, not binge watching, but, you know, casually watching it. Uh, uh, there's one thing I really didn't like about it, honestly, is the fact that they had guns, even though it was just a pistol. I didn't really like that in a samurai, like based, uh, sword, um, uh, show i didn't i didn't really care for the guns being introduced but well okay. i guess going off of that you're seeing that the opium trade is starting to pick up which means that that is that is coming from china and there's like a bunch of other nations it's kind of like when everything's coming together so guns make sense guns were a thing in feudal japan it's just it was very rare it was yeah. kind of like that awkward point where western civilization and japanese which is a very closed like uh historically a very closed culture Yes. are kind of butting heads so it's kind of that time period so guns made sense yeah i just feel like it would have been a better show if the guns wasn't involved honestly but that's just yeah, me Stan i guess gonna I fuck up a gun that's it's yeah. it's, a, it's anime dude stairman's gonna fuck up a gun don't worry about it. he'll <laughs> bullets he'll matrix that shit no problem they do it in Hironi kitchen so yeah he'll be all right so then what about you uh, right now you know um i think i've been rating anime a little too high and i'm trying to get my scale in check so you know if like I'm probably going to give it a, a solid six right now. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot more than Campfire Cooking in Another World. <laughs> like, I gave like a four. So, I'm going to give it a six. Bless that. I didn't um, have to watch that. And I'm definitely going to finish it. You know, like I said, it's nine more episodes. That's like a Saturday afternoon if I really get after it. So, yes. I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep watching it. I think it can get better. Um, but right now, it's like a 5.56, which is little better than mid um but i like i think i like where it's headed more than where it's actually at there's a lot of elements that i like about it uh i like how people um end up passing in this the 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 the, the, the fights are hilarious to me uh they have really good characters so i just want to see them grow on that foundation awesome yeah. uh y'all ready to move on to the weekly rundown yes there let's do it hell yeah uh so for this week's rundown, we got uh, My Hero Academia 136 and Baddy Daddies Episode 9. Uh, still no One Piece this week, uh, but I think we'll be back to normal next week, thankfully. Uh, and y'all know the drill. There will be spoilers for both shows. So if you haven't watched them, now's your time to pause the podcast and go watch them. And... Now we'll start out with My Hero Academia 136, titled Deku vs. Class 1A. 
I'll read a brief summary of this episode real quick. Uh, it goes, while fighting alone, Deku is getting dirty and exhausted by blood and sweat. It was Bakugo and 19 classmates who saved him from being attacked by Datsugoku. I believe dictator. I got that right. Dictator in English. Dictator. Okay, okay. dictator. Uh, they <laughs> vowed to fight with Deku and shouted, come back. Uh, so in this episode, we see the power of friendship on full display. It was a very emotionally charged experience. Uh, what would you say was the, the moment, the one that hit the hardest for you, Bass? So outside of the, the obvious one, um, I'm going to say Minata, like using his balls to like stick to Deku's foot. My man still isn't too powerful or like overall, but and then he starts talking to Deku and saying, hey, man. There used to be a time where it was you and me just trying to get by and we needed each other's help. You know, now that you think you're, 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 you're big and powerful, you don't need us anymore. You know, you need to come back and we, we can help you take care of this situation. Um, and for some reason, like I, 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 that really did hit, uh, hit hard for me. Cause it's like, yeah, like you've always needed other people to help you. Why are you going to stop now? Um, even though that you want to be like all might and you want to shoulder the entire burden for everybody. I mean, you can feel and see that your your body's breaking down. So it was good to like, you know, take it back to his roots a little bit. You know, uh, what about you, Dan? Yeah, I think the one that really stuck out for me actually is um, when the class president, who name I can't remember because I'm an idiot. Uh, hold on, uh, Tanya. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Tanya yeah. Ida was basically like the final straw to break Deku's you know emotional back. So they launch this crazy attack to get Tenya, who's got rocket legs, essentially. That point. was sweet, by the way. He was going full burn on these things and flying through the sky. And you can just see, like, he's like, his glasses are shattering his armor of, like, his costume is breaking as he's flying through the air. And there was a point in the past when Tenya tried to shoulder everything to take down Stain. And Deku came in and, you know, helped him with that and, like, told him, like, hey, you don't got to do this alone, blah, 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 blah. And Tanya turned it right around on him. And um, it was a really, really touching scene to see. And he was finally the man who could grab Deku and, you know, bring him back to reality, essentially, you know? That was amazing. That was, that's, that's actually a great moment, Dan. Um, it, it was just a lot of, a lot of his, his uh, classmates bringing up a lot of things from the past, which was great. And it also served as like a recap in, in, in a way. Uh, Tyler, what about you, uh, my man? Yeah, so... Uh, for me, uh, basically this whole episode had me in my feels. I'm not going to lie. So, um, but I think the one, it's hard to say which one hit the hardest. Cause like I was, I was teary eyed the whole time almost. Uh, Mm -hmm. I ain't ain't even lying. Uh, but honestly, when Bakugo was talking to him, um, I think that's, if not, uh, the only time, but if, Maybe one of the only few times that Bakugo was um, in that state and apologized, you know, apologizing to Deku. And uh, that just tells you what what kind of shape Deku's in right now for uh, Bakugo to be, uh, you know, feeling like this and uh, letting his emotions out. And that, that got me really good. Um, but like I said, I was, I was all tore up the whole episode. Uh, honestly, so yeah, yeah. To see to see Baku go like that, and I think for maybe the first time in his life, apologize. It it was very very powerful. Uh, we had never seen him, you know, 
kind of in like a somber mood and, and being straightforward and, and, and super serious. Um, not like kind of the over top, over the top yelling that he does, but just like talking <laughs> and apologizing. That was, that was really cool to see. Yeah. And the flashback scene with Bakugo and Deku was really, really, really touching. Um, one thing that really stood out to me was when Bakugo is like, you've always been chasing me because I have this super awesome quirk, but in reality, I've been chasing you because, you know, you're such a good person, which really hit home for me. You know, like that's something I never thought you'd hear Bakugo say. Right. Man opened, opened it all up. Talking about his feelings and stuff. That was, that was actually great. Um, and uh, but, you, you know, you know what kind of though, um, Seeing them at this level right now, Bakugo and Deku, it kind of gives you like Naruto Sasuke vibes, does it not? Yeah, it's the standard stereotypical shonen yeah. two best friends who are at odds with each other ninety percent <laughs> of the time. BS, you know. <laughs> Haven't seen this before. Definitely not. Nah, no, definitely <laughs> not. It's you know, it's not the same as Black Clover or Fairy Tail or Naruto or any of those at all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 guys like the the title of this episode was deku versus class one would you guys describe this as a battle at all no i i didn't really think it was a battle which kind of annoyed me like i was ready for a full-on uh battle royale <laughs> essentially 1v20 with deku going all out but you know in the state he was i didn't think it was going to happen but a, a boy can dream right you know man you wanted to see him beat up his friends dog yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent. Okay, and then I okay. wanted to see Deku get right. clapped. I wanted to see Deku get clapped by the overwhelming power of twenty pretty decent heroes, besides <laughs> Minato, of course. Damn. Wow, you didn't have to do my man's like that. He's got those sticky balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got some sticky balls too, dude. Uh, yeah. Me personally, like, uh, I didn't like I told John last week's episode. I didn't think this was going to be a battle. Um, there was no way Deku was going to fight his friends. Uh, but I would maybe call it like a battle of determination, maybe, you know, like mentally. Uh, I would, that's as far as I would go in the battle since uh, I, I think Deku even said that uh, they didn't want to hurt him because his danger sense wasn't alerting. So uh, that even like proved the point even further that it wasn't a real battle. So. I thought yeah. it would have been really fun if, like, the only person who alerted Danger Sense was Bakugo, because that would have been really fitting. See, that's what I was just about to say. You took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. Like, I think Bakugo should have just gave him one straight right, at least at least one time, because that's they're so close that I don't think that's that's like fighting your brother, right? Like, you 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 fight, you get over it, right? Definitely. Um, so I think that would have been good, and I don't think probably he probably has hit him in all seriousness at some point, but I think that would have been good. He's like, oh, my danger isn't going off, and then it goes, crack, 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 and then he gets smashed in the face. That would have been great. Electric. Electric oh. is what it would have been. It would have been amazing. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't think this was a, I don't think this was a battle by any means. It was just, they had was, to bring my mans back home. It was more like a giant game of, like, uh, tag, and everyone yeah. was it but Deku. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. A manhunt, per se, like the kids used to play. So yes. one thing that was on full display in this episode, which I thought was really cool, is all of Class 1A came together with a lot of teamwork. And you saw that with everybody. And there were certain people who oh, worked yes. together. And one specifically that really stood out to me was when you had Dark Shadow 
basically encapsulating him after you saw Momo, in, you know, make this crazy ass machine out of the blue to hold Deku. And then they went Dark Shadow around him and Deku still got out. That just shows how broken he is at this point. Right. And it was overcast inside of a, you know, uh, uh, half demolished building. So, so Dark Shadow was pretty strong, you know, like it should have been pretty strong. And then on top of that, Momo, not only was he like restrained physically, there was, he was saying there were sleeping gas coming through that mask she put on him too. So I was like, you know, I'm like checking the time. I'm like, you know, do they have him? It's a little early in the episode for that, but he obviously broke out. (laughs) So, um, my favorite moment was, I think it was, it was like five or six of the, uh, the the teammates. Uh, they got, uh, Ida going at, at supersonic speeds there where, where you where you mentioned earlier where his his armor was coming off i didn't think my man could go that fast even with help it was like a uh an asteroid entering atmosphere how his uh his uh clothes were breaking apart Dude, um the man turned into sonic the hedgehog right there he was that fast yeah yes yes um but you know what i thought was hilarious and it made me think of this uh have you guys seen that meme with invincible um and it's like, look at what they have to do to mimic a fraction of our power. And I'm like, Deku, like, if Deku's won at full strength and, like, he just wants to get away, he can. Like, no matter if they do that or not. Uh, so I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, they was only, he was only using the fake 100, you know, and he was pretty tired mm-hmm. at that, so. Right. I was going to say, our man was beat. He was yeah. exhausted. He was Done beat so. up. He was tired, like. He could hardly stand. Yeah, I mean. Bass Bass took my favorite uh, part as well, uh. So that that was like my favorite favorite of you know, like you said, there was like five or six people uh, working together. Uh, uh, um, all of them yeah. just to get uh Tenya, you know, to catch up to him. So oh yeah, was... I mean there was Shoto with ice. There was acid. The acid girl's powers. There was yes. um Ochako. Ochako with with the yeah. high five at the end and get her get him floating like it was everyone man Bakugo coming in with a lot of gas on those explosions like it was awesome. Yeah, I kind of got lost there at one point. I thought that uh, I didn't think that uh, uh, Class Perez was the end of it. I thought Bakugo was going to be the end of it. Um, somehow I, I got lost in uh, translation there somewhere. But uh, well, I think it was a really good use of showing them that they need to use each other's quirks to the fullest to get, you know, and Tenya does have yeah. literal rocket legs. And that was kind of like the thing is like it showed that Bakugo wasn't trying to be the top guy anymore, which is crazy to see the character development he's had over the last six seasons of the show. Because I mean, I in the mean, past, he would have said, fuck everybody. Right. And just flown up on his own and tried it, you as, know, as far as personal growth, uh, I love some good old PG. Um, Bakugo has shown the most by far. Um, there's a lot of good characters in the show. I think that's part of the reason why we like it, but Bakugo has really done some maturing here. And he Definitely. has a lot better perspective on the things going around on around him. Um, but guys, going going back to Deku being a little too tired to move. Um back when uh Ida and him were uh on the ground, he kind of just fell over anyway. Do you think that was him uh his body giving out or him just saying, you know what, I'll go back? I think it was more the body, honestly, because I'm pretty sure Deku in this situation is very headstrong on, you know, not going back to the school to protect his friends and everybody there. So right. I really think it was his body. I think if he could have, he would have tried to get away still. Yeah, he's a stubborn SOB. Yeah, I think I think uh, it was more to 
physical shape he was in too. But I also think that he he kind of gave up as well because um, since he was so tired, he couldn't really run away, um, so to speak, uh, good enough. Correct. So yep. the only other option for him to not give up was to hurt his friends, I believe, and he's not going to do that. So what what was that leave? You know, uh, yeah, he just has to give up because they're going to yes. keep on regardless. So definitely, yeah. yeah there's two more points I want to bring up with this episode. One was um, we finally got to see Thirteen's face, and she yeah. she's 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 kind of a cutie. Not gonna lie. I was not hiding? expecting that at all. No, it was kind of nuts. I, I thought she was just a void of space in that suit, dude. I didn't realize she had a face. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that was like the body. I didn't realize that was actually <laughs> a fucking space suit, to be honest with you. And the bad thing is, is like, uh, honestly, like her face reveal kind of got overshadowed by everything else that was going on. And I kind of wish that we would have got to see a better debut and uh, a more and more screen time because like you like you said she's 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 all right you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but i that mean that was like the most low-key face reveal ever yeah well i was gonna say the gravity of the situation when they came back to the school is where they met her and there's full-on protest going on by the people who are living there you know to basically yes. sanctuary to protect themselves from shigaraki and all for one and they are literally chanting with megaphones like get him out of here he's the one he's after we don't want him here he's gonna lead us to get killed all this other stuff and that was like just the look on deku's face seeing that like i can't believe that you know like i mean we're gonna see it in the next episode but i can't believe nobody said something sooner you know yeah yeah uh um, how do you how do you think that like will impact uh, impact like deku and his especially as his friends uh class 1a's mentality seeing that um, I, I think I think Class One A is going to stick to their guns pretty hard and and try to support Deku. I mean, because they 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 they've seen they've seen what their friend has been going through and it's hell. Uh, Deku, however, I wouldn't be surprised if he ran away again. Uh, yeah. Until everybody goes to sleep and just dips. Um, because we even saw it a little bit on his face during the episode. I mean, his eyes got droopy. He 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 knew he was not welcome. Um, but I think as long as he sticks with his friends, he's going to be okay. I think it would yeah. be a mistake for him to run away, but I could see him doing that. Well, I've got like a little like I don't want to say a theory, but like what I'm kind of hoping we see is we see Mama Mama Zuku kind of come up and just start fucking berating people. Because that oh awesome. that would be amazing that, that would, would be, awesome. be amazing. But I think it's like going it's probably gonna be Ochaku. I mean, come on, she's 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 the girlfriend kind of the character, you know. So she'll probably come up and say something. But I would love to see Mama Midoriya come out and throw some hands. <laughs> verbally Speaking of, of which, this man needs to talk to his mama like for real i know dude give her a phone call every now and then man right when you download like that sometimes you just gotta talk to your moms you gotta talk to some family you know what i'm saying so i think that'd be good for him definitely yeah. awesome you guys have anything else to add for my hero academia uh one thing this was an absolute fucking banger all right yes that's it for me I'm really sad if we don't get any more Dark Deku. That's all. I was hoping that was going on for a few more episodes. I really like that that side Dark of him. Dark Deku was a vibe, for real. I mean, we might get some more of it. You never know. He didn't officially enter UA yet. He was still on the outside looking in, so who knows? That's true. That is very yeah. true. I mean, I'm just hoping he kind of gets rid of the uh, the Black Whip 
just being around and like tentacles is kind of creepy <laughs> yeah that, it, it's very unsettling isn't it yeah. oh definitely the dude looks like a freaking demon dude <laughs> well awesome tyler you want to get us into uh baddie daddies where the baddie part of the daddies was on a full display this week oh uh, yeah so let's move on to baddie daddies episode nine titled no sweet i'm no sweet without sweat almost got that all confused there uh <laughs> five times fast yeah before we start uh i'll read y'all a quick summary again um as Miri prepares for an upcoming field day for her preschool, Kazuki leaps into the role of encouraging Miri with both feet. However, Ray struggles a bit with understanding what exactly he is supposed to do. Uh, in this episode, it showed a staple of childhoods everywhere, the classic field day experience. Dan, what did you think about seeing the Papas not knowing what to do or how to really react in most of these situations during this episode? I thought it was really funny, honestly, because like field day is such a staple of a childhood. And like, I mean, these kids, these guys were kids at some point, especially Kazuki, because yes. I thought he had kind of a normal upbringing. You know, I thought he just kind of got in this late in the game. But him not knowing what field day was kind of threw me off a little bit. <laughs> and there See, was this. He, he said, like, I, I've been kind of picking up on Kazuki. Like, there's there's something that we're missing here because. One, it's not normal to cook a, a full spread breakfast every morning uh, <laughs> for a, a seven or eight year old or whatever. Um, and then like, yeah, he just doesn't know about basic things for school. So I, I'm kind of interested to see more about his background. But sorry, but, Dan, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say one of the scenes that really, really got to me is so they wanted to get one of the best spots to view field day from. So Ray goes full on covert ops in the middle of the night with night vision goggles on and sets it up and we come to find out the next morning that they show up and there is a beautifully laid out picnic like blanket surrounded by barbed wire and keep out signs like the most ridiculous thing you could ever imagine walking into like for the other parents like i can't imagine what i would have thought when i saw that don't don't forget the claymores bro the claymores they did have claymores there. out there yes it was it was the claymores full were trap. i yeah, thought that, that was hilarious, absolutely hilarious. That but was yeah wild. i mean it was kind of crazy to see that, you know, they were experiencing where they didn't know how to support their daughter in some well, their quote unquote daughter in something. I mean, have you guys ever had any like thing in your past where like your parents didn't know how to support you? Because through most of my life, I mean, my parents were always there and like, I mean, I grew up snowboarding and um, they didn't ski or snowboard or anything like that. But, you know, they're okay. still there to drive me to the mountain every day and stuff like that. So it was just kind of like something that I thought was weird. Right. But, you guys ever so, experienced anything like that? I have. Um, so I used to do Taekwondo. I did Taekwondo from the time I was about six years old till I was 11 or 12. I got pretty deep into it. I don't remember what belt I got to, but I remember I had to be seven or eight. And it's, it's the ceremony where before we get a, it's the day before we get our like yellow belt. So this is like the first big event for us. And my dad normally picks me up, but he usually waits outside. But he says, oh, he's about to get his yellow belt. I'm going to come inside and see kind of what they've been doing, what they've been up to. My son's been liking this. He's been doing it for six months or whatever. And so we're sparring. You know, he's checking our technique, you know. But remember this, guys. Even as a small child, I was way larger and taller than any <laughs> of the other kids. So he puts me up with like an average size guy. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to let this kid get some licks in. I'm not just going to beat him down. 
And so my dad sees me just taking some punches. And he, he like almost comes onto the mat, stands up out of the crowd, almost he walks up to the mat and goes, why are you letting him hit him? Stop being soft. Hit him, hit him. And I, and I, I felt so bad afterwards, but I wanted him to stop yelling at me. So I roundhouse kicked this kid in the ribs and he just doesn't get back up. So that kind of brought me back <laughs> to my childhood uh, when they just had no idea what they were doing. My dad calmed down after that because he saw I laid a kid out. But before, <laughs> but before that, yeah, I, I've definitely been there, Dad. So, so Bass is confirmed a baddie, Daddy. Oh. <laughs> Bass's dad is a very scary man, from what I can tell from this this <laughs> short anecdote. He's 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 a generally scary man. Yes, he is. Good guy, <laughs> but he you you wouldn't know it by just looking at him. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Kazuki and Ray are cheering Mary on to kick. Kids in the ribs. I don't they, were, they were really concerned when she I, was bullying quote unquote a kid a couple episodes ago. So yes, I I um I don't know what my dad was thinking. I, I really don't. <laughs> I was like way bigger than this kid. You know, I was giving giving some punches, but I was, you know, maybe basically going tit for tat and dad wasn't down for it. He just wanted to make sure you didn't lose, bro. That's all. Yes. I think he, I don't think he knew we were just sparring, so uh. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. Jeez. Oh, uh, coming back from that tangent, um, during you know our first look at this, we all kind of thought that Ray was kind of a flat character, but you know through this we've seen him grow and grow as a person, and it was on full display this episode. You know there was a scene at the very beginning where he asked Kazuki if he could help cook, and R Ray doesn't know a fucking <laughs> pot from a pan. You know, like he knows right. nothing about the kitchen, so he makes rice balls. And um, it was really touching at lunchtime during this field day when the kids started eating the rice balls and they find like the most random foods just put inside of them. Like Miri bites into one. I almost just said Anya. Jesus Christ. Uh, Miri bites <laughs> into one and it has chocolate cereal in it. Yes. And her, her friends find jam, which kind of makes sense. I think they do actually put jam in them sometimes. Yeah, they gummies, do. That's, I think but, too. Yeah, the third girl finds gummies, like gummy bears, <laughs> inside of a rice ball. Like, can you imagine? I, mean, I love that he's trying so hard. Definitely. And, and Kazuki was like, Did you even taste these? And he was like, Yeah, they tasted good, bro. <laughs> you gotta remember that uh Ray has the palate of a a four-year-old essentially. He eats sugary cereal. And he orders pizza and french fries. That's all he knows how to do, man. So he's kind of like, he's, he's coming into his form, though. He's actually trying, and it's awesome. There's especially a scene in this where Miri is running the, re the race. Essentially, there's a race in it. And um, Kazuki's cheering around like crazy, like, go fight, you know, do whatever. <laughs> and then Ray just starts coming in. He's like, go, go, Miri. And then he says, go. He screams at the top of his lungs. And it catches her so off guard that she trips and loses the race. Because she just did. Nobody so expects it. Ray. Yeah, I felt so bad for Ray there, but I mean, he's been bringing a lot more to the show. Yeah, um, he's had a he's had an episode or two where he's been the centerpiece, like this one, and his character is not seeming so flat anymore. But I, I felt so bad for Miri in that situation. Uh, I thought it was I, 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 felt, I felt more bad for Ray. Miri did was like, okay, it is what it is. But Ray was like, I'm never opening my mouth again. Yeah, we <laughs> finally get to see some support from Ray and. It kind of like backlashes. Imagine how he feels now. Oh, I can't. He's like, <laughs> I think he brings up, he's like, I didn't know cheering was this hard. 
but oh my god if you guys are listening and you're not watching this show this was probably the most adorable display of like children in an anime i've ever seen in my life like it was so fucking cute like it just made me it think really of like was. watching my nieces run around like little gremlins being all adorable and shit and you it was a smile it was... on your face the whole time oh i, I was laughing you're right I was about laughing that. the whole time i was laughing the whole time it was just mad adorable the entire time. Like, it was hard not to be laughing and, and smiling at this episode, um, which I don't get from a lot of anime. You know what I'm saying? I might have a, I might laugh at something, but the, the whole time I was like, this is just cuteness overload. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, um, it was amazing. I really, really enjoyed this episode uh, because it was like, it was, it's field day, right? Yeah. Most all of us have had their own field days. Uh, we have some fond memories of them. I, I do at least. Um, I was some like somewhat athletic in my past, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, it gets you in your feels. And then like, I think there's a lot of parents that could like identify with Ray because I mean, sometimes, especially when, when kids are younger, I think the parents are learning as they're raising their kids. Yeah. So that was cool to see as well. Definitely. Both of them are learning. So how oh, did you, sure. how did you guys feel about Miri's friends, moms? Cause I fucking love them. <laughs> they're so funny like hey. they're coming into it and um there's a whole part where they're just talking about how everybody thinks that kazuki and ray are fucking studs dalians they're <laughs> so hot about like, oh yes the baddie daddies yeah their their two jobs are an oil baron which isn't even a job <laughs> that is like you were born into a very rich family that's and you a don't lifestyle do anything. it's a yes. lifestyle yeah like you drive ferraris for fun and then Kazuki's a comedian, which makes a lot of sense. He's a really funny character, but it's just yes. like mom gossip in this show is just too funny. Yeah, I love it. I love that aspect of it. It just makes it even better. It really does. Do you guys think that's ever going to like catch up with them in the plot? I think so. I think it might come into it, man. I know they were uh, they were very concerned about taking a photo with Miri in this, and it might be that this weirdo from Ray's family might be doing some snooping and asking some questions. So. Yeah, that's very true. It might be a good thing that they're lying. Well, I mean, obviously it is because they're assassins. Well, they have to. Right, that wouldn't go over well. That. With but, um, Q-Chan kind of fucked him over with Oil Baron and Famous Comedian. <laughs> Those aren't just things you can you can fake, you know? Like No. Hey, Kazuki, I Googled you and I couldn't find a single show. Where do you, where do you perform? Uh, America. <laughs> like, what's he going to say, you know? Right. He's got to pick a small uh, town in Africa or something. I don't know. Well, I think yeah, he's pretty good at thinking on his feet, so I, I think he'll be all right. Yes, and I think Oil Baron is like surprisingly easy to pull off because you can just like Google that and be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm his nephew. I'm so and so's nephew or cousin or whatever." And I mean, to be honest with you, we ain't seen like any dads. I don't think so. It's mostly moms dealing with them. So I mean, all they'd have to do is like. Unbutton a few buttons, bro. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> yo Show some chest, you know? They, they'll forget He's, everything, you know? Shirt and show a ripped six pack. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, for, hey, them boys in shape now. Yeah. You said you was a what now? Uh, old? What? Never mind. Male it's okay. model. <laughs> um, so, like, to kind of end, end, the, end the episode, we, we saw that. Mary's teacher put the the card saying family on it in in her uh in her little basket to for the scavenger hunt and she went and grabbed Ray. 
how were you how were you guys feeling when that happened like i was hit with a truck of emotions <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> that Bro, shit that was... was so adorable yes i had to pause it i had to let the cuteness like die down a little bit i needed 30 seconds on that one but i thought that was amazing uh i didn't cry definitely didn't cry uh, what, what, <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Uh, well, see, the thing is here is that I just got done watching My Hero Academia right before I watched Batty Daddies. And I was smiling this whole episode until that point. And I'm just like, bro, why y'all got to do this shit to me? I just I just got done, you know, my I just, I just got done sniffling over here. I'm fine. I'm chilling. And y'all are going to do this shit to me? Tyler's just in a glass case of emotions somewhere, <laughs> crying right now, deep down. That's a hell of a Sunday evening right there. Yeah, oh, so it had me, yeah. it caught me off guard, you know. But yeah, that scene visibly hit Kazuki really hard. Like the man was bawling his eyes out. Like she said, "We're family" and all this other stuff. But I think like deep down, it hit Ray yeah. way more because his like idea of family is his father who is literally the leading leader of an assassin clan. Right. Like he doesn't even know how to like comprehend that statement. Yeah. He don't know what family is really. So. But yeah, geez, it was, it was an awesome episode. I never thought like, I guess the only thing I will say is before this podcast, I would have never watched anything like this. So <laughs> I'm growing I'm as a person. Glad I'm, watching it, honestly. I'm growing happy. as a person and an anime fan. So this is, this is the development we're looking for. Yes. Yeah, well, I would I would be watching this regardless. So, but <laughs> you're help you're helping us, Tyler. You're helping. Us. Hell yeah. Um, I did want to ask you this, Tyler, before we before we moved on. Um, back back when we did our initial first look at at uh, Buddy Daddies, you said Ray was I think your least most interesting character. Has that changed so far? Well, I also said he was my most interesting character as well. That's true. That's true. I couldn't remember so, if that was the fact, but I saw so I said the latter. Yes, but I mean it. It has changed. Uh, I mean, I feel like the show is doing a really good job of now. We're actually seeing all three of the main characters equally contri- like contributing to the plot of the show, uh, and I really enjoy that. Uh, like we we got to figure out some uh, things about uh, Ray's background, uh, which is what we needed, and we're actually starting to see him like help uh, help with Mary and stuff. So. Um, I don't know who my least uh it's definitely not Ray now. Ray's not my least interesting character now, but I okay. I don't know who would be uh there's not really a whole lot to choose from, so Yeah, I would say this show's done a really good job in like two definitive areas and that's character development. I mean, it's done a great job of bouncing from character to character in certain episodes. We've had Kazuki heavy episodes, we've had Ray heavy episodes, we've had Miri heavy episodes and then we have episodes where it's all them together and you can see that growth and there's not really any dull characters besides Mr. Yeah. Weirdo who collects you know last words he's a weirdo yeah. he sucks yeah that, that was that was an oddball right there but he's but yeah. he's also like a super side character so like he could come into it more down the line but I mean like it, they've just done a fantastic job um highlighting each character and their interactions with each other so yes Speed. they've done a great job with it uh, speaking of uh, super weirdo last uh, last word guy, we do get to see him one more time at the end of this episode. Um, and he revisits uh, 
the bar, uh, the uh, pub uh, owner's place. I don't remember his name, but uh, is it you? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, I don't know what his name is. Cute John. Yes, <laughs> there you go. He's got it. Yeah, they, he visits them again, and he basically reminds him uh, to do his job. Uh, and shows him more pictures of Mary's field day, actually. So, um, what do y'all think is going on there still? It's... I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out the next couple yeah. episodes, I guess. You know, yeah. the one I'm excited to see that uh, because I think he actually really likes them, those three. And I, th- I think you know, there's a conflict between emotion and, and him, his own safety and his job and his duty. So, do you think That's he's actually gonna like? Uh, uh, do his job, or you think he's gonna uh, maybe tell, uh, let Ray and them in on it, and maybe uh, fight back a little bit? I would assume the latter, but I don't know. It's it's a crazy thing, you know. It's I think we probably safe to say we have seven episodes left because it'd be really weird if they did a mid season recap and there was only like three or four episodes left. Yes. So I think we have I? a total of sixteen episodes or. 16 and a half episodes, I guess, because I called that last one 8.5. But I'm really interested to see where it goes. Actually, I'm excited. You know? It's it's scheduled to be 13 episodes. Really? That's what uh, my anime list said. I just looked it up. Huh. Okay. It's a weird spot for a mid-season recap there. <laughs> Daddy Daddy Studio, so, whose name I can't remember. This is nine. That means we only got four more left. Oh, right? no. Oh, That's no. sounds like we're going to have a good four episodes. And honestly... It's going to work out really well for us because we've got some good shows coming out in uh in April that's that we got to uh, jump on so uh can't Newsletter. have the weekly rundown be an hour. That's actually <laughs> great timing. But I am sad that this is the season's going to end. I've been really been enjoying this. Do you know if it's a one shot like it's a 13 episode and done or uh I haven't really looked into that. Yeah, uh... I guess we're going to have to look into see if the manga is complete or not. Or I don't even know if it's from a manga. Uh We've just been vibing, guys. We've just been really enjoying it. That's all I can say about that. Honestly, I think it's, uh, I think it's like from, I don't know if it's got a manga, honestly. Um, well, let's hope, let's hope for season two. But if not, and they end it well, I will not complain. Yes. Because then I don't have to wait so far. I don't have to wait two years for it. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Awesome. Well, on that note, I want to say one more thing before the end outro. You know, when we say our goodbyes, um, if any of you guys got to go to the movie theater and see the first episode of the Swordsman Art Smith Swordsmith Village arc in Demon Slayer, <laughs> hop in the fucking Discord and talk to me about it because that shit was gas. We got one very very lovely scene of a certain Hashira in the in the hot springs. So, what are you waiting for? If it's still in your theaters, go check it out. Give them and, your uh, money. <laughs> let, them, let them know what we got going on in Discord, too. What we've been doing here lately. Yeah, we've been doing power hours in Discord. We did a couple episode rewatches, or uh, we watched the last Attack on Titan episode together. So, like, we're, we're getting the Discord popping. Um, and on that note, we appreciate you guys hanging out for episode six and hanging out with us degenerates. Uh, what anime world would you want to live in? This is a perfect time to hit that link tree in the bio. Join the Discord and come let us know. You know, if our ideas sucked, come <laughs> let us know. I think mine is pretty great. I got I got an eye for a certain type of uh, feature. But, uh, <laughs> you know, 
But yeah, to keep up with the DGENs, follow us on our socials. Tyler's on TikTok posting recap videos as well as, you know, some news here and there. And uh, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Stay degenerate, and we'll catch you next week.